WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latte from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. I'm Janae Pierre. New York Governor Kathy Hochul's trip to Israel came to a close last Friday, but we still don't know who's picking up the tab. The governor's office says a nonprofit that's active in the Jewish community is covering her costs. But Hochul and her spokesperson have repeatedly declined to say which one. Meanwhile, her office still hasn't received approval for the arrangement from the state ethics board. Blair Horner of the New York Public Interest Research Group says that's a problem. Our recommendation would have been the governor should have cleaned this all up before wheels lifted off the tarmac. State ethics rules allow third parties to cover travel costs for government officials, so long as they're performing official duties, and it's not an attempt to influence them. Hochul spent two days on the ground in Israel. New York City officials say public schools with lower enrollment will have to give money back to the education department this winter. WNYC's Jessica Gould has the details. Schools that lose funds may have to cut after-school programs, enrichment offerings, or teaching aids. The move marks a return to pre-pandemic policy, when it was routine for schools with fewer students to give money back. Schools with more students than projected receive additional funds. In recent years, the city had used federal stimulus money to keep school budgets steady. But that funding is running out, creating a fiscal cliff that's putting many popular programs, like the city's free summer school, at risk. Meanwhile, Mayor Eric Adams has proposed major cuts to all city agencies to cover costs related to migrants. Details on exactly how those cuts will affect schools have not been released. Stick around. There's more after the break. When you see actor Danielle Brooks on the red carpet at the Oscars, she will be in full glamour and in grief. I've been with Sophia for so long, and I just know, like, after the Oscars, that chapter is really done, and that saddens me. I'm Kai Wright, a star of The Color Purple, honors the role that shaped her career. Next time on Notes from America. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. The MTA is moving ahead with a plan to get elevators and ramps into 95% of stations by 2025. Leading the agency in their effort to reach that goal is Quimel Arroyo. He's New York City's first chief accessibility officer. WNYC's Michael Hill talked with him about the MTA's plan. What's preventing the MTA from reaching this goal of getting elevators and ramps into most stations sooner than 2055? Well, 
we have this goal, and I'll be the first to say it, it's a long time from now. But, but what's mm-hmm. really preventing us from getting there faster is the fact that we move over 5 million people a day in over 472 stations. And everyone that tells me, Kamal, with all the money that you've earmarked and allocated to accessibility, you should be getting there faster. The second sentence is, but do not touch my station, not at my expense. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these are the things that we're juggling, getting people around, moving over 5 million people daily, while also retrofitting and rebuilding a system that's over 118 years old. Right. But we're getting there. By the end of this next capital plan, no customer should be more than two stations away from an accessible train station. And that is huge. So we really need to contextualize the work that we are doing today in this current capital plan and by the end of the next capital plan, which again, customers will not be more than two stations away from an accessible train station. And that's going to be incredible. Just to add a little bit of context, with this promise that we're going that we've made to the public, we are installing over 10 new stations every year for the next three decades. That's 300 stations. That alone is would be the third largest metro system in the world. It's more than every station in Paris, Seoul, or the entire London Underground, and more than LA Metro, Chicago, and WMATA all combined. More than a quarter of the MTA's current $55 billion capital plan relies on money that will come from congestion pricing. There's a federal lawsuit seeking to halt or delay that. If the lawsuit succeeds, what would that mean for planned ADA projects and improvements? That's Americans with Disability Act projects and improvements. But there's a lot that's hinging on congestion pricing and accessibility is one of those projects that would be impacted if we don't see that money coming in next year. But we are moving full steam ahead with our accessibility plan and all our other projects because we are assuming that we should prevail and and that money will come through. We, we, We really aren't talking about a plan B scenario. We are being very bullish because we anticipate to move forward and congestion pricing should come through, not only for the funding that's required to execute the full accessibility plan, but for all the other reasons that we've been talking about that congestion pricing will provide for the city of New York. It'll be like building a new lung for the city of New York, in addition to reducing 20 to 30% of the vehicular traffic coming into the business district. That's gonna mean better bus systems, faster paratransit rides, and a, a better environment for all New Yorkers and tourists. So we're hopeful. What about privately owned elevators versus the ones the MTA runs? How could that be complicating the maintenance issues? And how does the city make sure it's complying? We have a very similar technology in all of our elevators, including those in private elevators. We have a great communication and relationship with a lot of these developers. But listen, the reality is that could always be better. And you heard John Lieber talk about his experience at Barclays Center, you know, with uncleanliness, escalators that are broken at unacceptable rates and elevators that we don't always know what's happening. We are coming after those guys. We are being very bullish and aggressive about their responsibility to maintain these assets to the same standard so we keep our own. Quamel, I don't mean to interrupt. We have a few seconds left here. Accessoride. The MT launched an e-hail pilot program to give Accessoride users a more flexible travel option. Would you tell us how that program works and where it stands right now? We just tripled the number of participants in that program, moving to 3,600 uh, uh, participants. And that's a great enhancement for those riders 
who can utilize taxi services to get around when they have unforeseen changes in their travel plans. Are there different challenges that come with making all MTA systems, the LIRR, Metro North subways, more accessible? The railroads provide a different ecosystem. The Long Island Railroad over 90% accessible. Metro North is not too far behind. But those systems see a fraction of riderships. Where we move 5 million people in the New York City transit system every day, we have about 250,000 in those other areas. So there's a lot more interface with employees. There's a lot less people. And those stations are just not as complex as the underground in New York City transit. So there is a difference in the experience. That's Quamel Arroyo, New York City's chief accessibility officer, talking with WNYC's Michael Hill. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. Catch us every weekday, three times a day. I'm Janae Pierre. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow.